type message. Uh, we'll, we'll be in the Bible a little bit, but uh, I, I really believe that we need to be reminded of some, some things, some scriptural truths, that uh, because we're in a world a lot, we get beat up a lot. There's a lot of stuff that goes on day to day in our work world and our, our regular lives that um, uh, we, we can trip and, and, and stumble a little bit. And so tonight it will just be real, real easy, and I just want to talk to us about having a spirit-controlled mind tonight. That's what I want to talk about. So if you have your Bibles ready, uh, I would appreciate it if you would take a look. Let's turn with me, if you will, to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and uh, we'll, we'll read some of these verses tonight. I'm going to have a word of prayer, and then um, we'll start. When you find that, that, that first verse, just say amen and we'll, we'll go on. Okay. <clears throat> Let's pray. My Father, I do thank you for uh, tonight, uh, for opportunities. Uh, Father, it's, uh, it's always a privilege to be standing in front of your people. Uh, and, and Father, uh, Satan truly did make it difficult today, uh, getting here in traffic and, and all those things that happen at work today. And, uh, but Father, I knew this was this is the appointed time. This is the appointed place that you'll, you'll have us here together. You knew who was going to be here this evening. So Father, I do ask for um, the Holy Spirit to be evident here this evening as we teach the Word. Father, help me. I can't I, I can't do this without you, Father, and I won't even try. Father, thank you for the folks who've come out on a Wednesday night. It's greatly appreciated. Now, Father, I ask that you bless each and everyone that's here. Bless the teaching of your word this evening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, I, I was thinking about this when, when Pastor had asked me to uh, fill in for him this evening. And I remember um, many moons ago, seems like a lifetime ago, uh, I worked for a frozen food company uh, in the 80s. And uh, one, of, one of the things that I hated to do and I was on a part of the management team. I, one of the things I hated to do was do inventory. And back in those days, we didn't have, there was no computers, guys. It was just, you used to go in that, in that cold, and we'd be in there, and it'd be 10 below, and you're in there, and you're trying to write numbers, and you're trying to count and write, count and write. And it was, it was a two-day process, and I hated it. I hated it. But, but the thing about that is, is that the reason why we did that was to take account of what you had. You had to know exactly, there's money on the shelves. You had to know what's on the shelves. So that's inventory, it's money. So in the same way, it's, it's with us. And, and I don't know how many of us, and I hope you guys do, I hope what we all do is, is take a look at, at, at when we get up in the morning, I hope we're looking in the mirror and saying, okay, what, where am I failing? What's going on? You need to take stock. You need to take inventory of what's going on, especially, especially nowadays. I think, I think it's certainly a lot different um, in today's world than it was back in the, in the early 80s. It was a simpler time. It's a lot harder now. So, uh, saying that, I, I was thinking about this. Um, and if you, if you have your, your scripture, let's, let's take a look at it real quick. I want to read, uh, we'll start at verse uh, number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. And it says in the Bible, but as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. 
but God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? And, he, and here's the part right here that, that will, this verse will, this is where this, we're going to launch off right here. But we have the mind of Christ. We understand that as Christians, if you're a Christian tonight, and I, I, you guys are all home folks, looks like, when you, when you chose to be with uh, Christ as your Savior, one, one of the attributes, one of the things that we received of him is this mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. So, um, and, and it's, it's a simple explanation, right? We have been quickened by the Spirit and now can discern spiritual truth which the natural man cannot. That's a big deal. All of us, all of us at one time, you know, we understood the natural things. We get it. We still do. But now we have something else that's inside of us. It's spiritual. So we can discern those things. Um, go over to, uh, let's look at this real quick. Go to 2 Corinthians 5.17 with me real quick. Right? And this, this is what I say, well, we have the mind of Christ. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, look what it says. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So if we're in Christ, think about that for one second. Um, we are a new creature. We are a new creature. It took me the longest time to figure that out, that I'm, that I'm no longer that, that, old, that old man, that old guy. Um, and, and, and as I was thinking about this message and, and going over it, um, and, and part of it on, let's say for on a Friday evening, we'll talk, we'll talk to the guys about different things. And we'll talk about things like, uh, and, and you don't have to write this down, you don't have to go there, but in Mark seven eighteen through 23, it talks to us that, that nothing which goes into a man defiles that man. Being a drunkard doesn't defile a man, but, it's in, but it is his heart and mind that defiles him. It's his heart and his mind that defiles him. It is not the outward circumstances that affect us, but, we are in, but what we are inwardly, that's what counts. That's what counts. Um, if we are, listen, if we are miserable in a miserable condition right now, it's because we are miserable inwardly. So if you're miserable on the outside, you're miserable on the inside. I hate to tell you that, but that's the truth. That's, that's, that's for, definitely for sure. Um, 
we would like to blame our circumstances or someone else, but that will not make us a, that's not going to make us better Christians. Um, Whatever we are inwardly, sooner or later, finds its way into outward expression. So whatever's inside is going to come out. It's going to come out. And, and I have this in parentheses. And again, I told you this is a reminder for me. So please bear with me. We do what we are. We do what we are. Um, it, that, that thing cannot be bottled up forever. Cannot be bottled up forever. Um, if you have your Bible still, go to Second Corinthians. And look, let's look at chapter Second uh, Corinthians 10, verse 5. And again, a couple of reference points. Um, There's a couple of references in Scripture that that contrast the natural man and the spiritual man. Uh, In Deuteronomy, it talks about, and I I have it, it's not the full verse, but in Deuteronomy 35, 32. Their foot shall slide in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them make haste. And then, speaking of the righteous... In Psalms 37:31, it says, "The law of God is in his heart; none of his steps shall slide." So that's the difference. It's a big difference. Big difference. Um, 2 Corinthians 10, verse five. And 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 I don't know how you guys, um, during the course of your day, aren't you amazed the things that come into your mind? I am so amazed by that. Still, I've been a Christian for so long, and, and this, the things that come to mind, it's like, wow, wow. And I'm a saved, I'm a, I'm a saved man for a long time, and I, and I wonder sometimes, wow, how did that, where did that come in? How did that slip in there? But in here, in this particular piece of Scripture, in verse 5, it says, casting down imaginations. See, we have the answers for everything. The Bible has the answers for everything for us. It has every answer that we need. There's no other book out there like this. Um, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Is it hard to bring every thought into, into obedience? I think so. Sometimes it is. Though I don't... I, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. And, and I wrote this down. As a believer, whenever our mind is not brought into subjection to Christ, as it ought to be, it really becomes the source of all our trouble. That's where it all comes from. Um, Paul is using that passage to, to, to admonish us uh, to cast down imaginations or opinions of those who set themselves uh, in their own reasonings against the truth of God. And, and we're seeing more and more of that today. More and more. I mean... I don't know about you guys, but, I, but I'm really getting tired of... Uh, uh, I, I try to stay away from the news as much as possible. It does me literally no good to listen to the news. There's nothing here that's, that's helpful. It really isn't. Um, the conflict between truth and error and between the wisdom of God and the wisdom of the world. Two different things. Totally different. Totally different. Um, how about this? We are bombarded today through, through, think of the things that we, think of those things that you, uh, we may see. TV. And I think 
one of the biggest problems that we have today uh, is, is the Internet. Uh, I don't know about you guys, there's really no filter on the Internet. There's no filter. It's wide open. Whatever filth that could come across that, that screen is going to come across. Um, so we are bombarded. No wonder why we can't keep our minds straight. But I still believe this, that we have a choice. We are bombarded today through TV, magazines, newspapers, music, Internet. Right? Th- think, about, think about what's on TV. Even, even on uh, some of the, uh, the serial shows or whatever you want to call them these days that people are watching. I, I, don't, think there's, I don't think there's that many straight couples on, on, the, on the TV anymore. I really don't. Movies, I mean, I, I, um, so, so every kind of lust, uh, filth, immorality, um, and, and what happens to that, if we watch that stuff, that contaminates our minds. That contaminates our minds. And so I, I will always go back and say, well, it, and shame on us, shame on me, if we're watching that stuff. I don't know how that helps us. I really don't. I don't know how that helps us. Um, so that's gonna, it's going to try to control our minds. It's not possible to keep those thoughts from entering our minds. But we don't have to entertain them. See, I think we have a, I think we have a, a struggle with that. I really do. And I know I do, so I'll speak for myself. There, there are times I'm like, wow. Um, if we can't get them out of our mind, it's because we like them there. Those thoughts of those things that we see, we like them there. So we're going to entertain that stuff in our minds. Um, so, so let me ask the question. Have you, ever had, have you ever eaten something really bad? What do you do with it? You spit it out. This is the same thing. This is the same thing. We should be spitting this stuff out. Um, uh, we have to dismiss these sinful, lustful, and worldly thoughts as soon as they come to us. You know, we have to, if it's something bad, we're going to spit it right out. Food, we know right away, we've got to spit this out. It's the same thing with the world. Same thing with that. We, have, we, need to, we, we must do the same with unclean and evil thoughts. Get rid of them. Lustful thoughts become a reality only when we think about them. That's it. It's the only time that happens. So, the question is, are, do we have a spirit-controlled mind? Do we? Um, I, I, I have thought about this, and I, I'm going a little backwards, but it, but it makes sense to me. So, if you have, go to the Gospel of Mark for a second. And I want us to look at Mark chapter 5. And... I will always revert back to this verse as an illustration because it reminds me so much of some of the folks I've worked with, um, even myself. And I, I won't read it for time's sake, but, but I want us to see something here because at, at some point we were just like this, this madman. Look what it says with me. Just go, just let's take a look at... Uh, Mark 5, verse 15. Um, and I just love this. 
I just love this thought. I, I try to picture it in my mind. And that's one of the things that we, we always should try to do is try to picture what Scripture is saying and, and just picture the, the, the whole thing, what's going on here, the whole council, if you will. And it says here, they came the, they, and they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed. And check out the next words, and in his right mind. So many of us, so many of us were not in our right minds before we met Christ. I will tell you that. But along the way, all of us met Jesus Christ. And just like that, that man who was possessed with the devil, he met Christ, he met Jesus and guess what? And he became in his right mind. And that, that is so... When I read that, when I think about that, that... Because all, all of us have, a, have an opportunity to take time to look back a little bit at where they used to be, how they used to be, what kind of people they used to be. And it's, it's, to me, I get, wow, I used to be like that until I met Christ. Um... You know, I think about think about David and Bathsheba. Do do you really do you think that that just happened that one time he saw her? I gotta believe he saw her a few times out there in that roof. I have to believe that. And though I I can't prove it, I'm I'm just thinking uh, We have to be careful. I I mentioned it already previous. Lustful thoughts become a reality only when we think about them. It is impossible for them not to come. But we must be on guard and get rid of them immediately. When did David's sin with Bathsheba begin? You ever think about that? Uh, Was it not inward? I think he had done this a thousand times before he committed that act. Maybe not specifically with her, but someone else. He thought about it instead of dismissing it. He thought about it, you know, he didn't even dismiss it. He kept it in his mind. And we can also think all kinds of evil in our mind, and by dwelling upon it, sin as if we had committed the act. Turn with me, if you will, go to Proverbs. I want you to look at this. Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23, verse 7. See, if we have a lazy mind, I'm telling you, the devil's going to pray on that. Proverbs 23, 7. And And I think all of us, one of the things, and again, I start thinking about stuff when it gets to be towards the latter part of the year. I want to start doing an inventory. And um, and when I think about it, I want a better walk with God. And I start thinking about, okay, what am I doing? Where am I lacking? What am I not thinking about right? Um, and... One of the things, you know, we want to have, a, we should want a pure mind. 
If we want a pure mind, then we've got to fill our mind with the Word of God. If we're not reading our Bibles, how in the world do we expect to be walking close with Him and having a spirit-controlled mind? I don't know how that works. Look what it says in Proverbs 23.7. And most of us know this verse. You All of us know this verse. For as he thinketh in his heart, what? Say it with me. So is he. So is he. So, and, and I think you can... You can sense where I'm going to go next, but go to, go to Philippians, in the New Testament. We must think on these things. Again, folks, remember I told you in the beginning, this is, these are just reminder things. Reminder things. There's no new revelation here, guys. This is just things that we need to think about. Look, look what it says, uh, Philippians 4.8. And, and this, is, this is very, very important for us to grasp. Look what he says. He says, Finally, brother, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. That particular Scripture verse gives us all the things that we ought to be thinking about. That, that, is, that to me is, is spiritual. That's what God wants from us. He wants us to think about those things that are true. Um, if our mind is on Christ and the Word of God is alive in our mind, we should be able to be right in the midst of the worst kind of evil and remain on, high, on a high spiritual plane. If our mind is right, it can have no effect on us. So if our, if our mind is not in, with God and on God's Word, we're going to have a problem. And, and we have to be mindful of Satan's trap. We have to be mindful of that because he's going to try to trip us up. Listen, I told you before, it was a difficult day at work today. Satan was doing everything he could to, to not get me here on time and all those other kinds of things. And I fought. He did not want me to be here. did not want me to say any of this. Um, so, so, the reminder is to keep our minds fixed on Christ. And if there is something, if there is something that's blocking you, blocking your mind, what is it? Are, you, are, are, are there movies out there that you're watching? Is there music out there? Um, are, there are there novels you're reading? I can go on and on and on. All those different things are going to detract us. They're going to distract us and take us from being spiritual and having the spiritual mind of God. Um, and and it, you don't think anything about it for a little while. Ah, it's no big deal. I'll do this, I'll do that. No. No. Eventually, um, there are things that are going to take over and you will not be, you will not be spiritually minded after a while. Um, the Christian life is Christ. 
and you guys know this verse for, and I won't, I won't give you the, the reference, but in Philippians 121, it says, for to me, to live is Christ. And then, how about in Colossians 3.16? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So, my question will always be to myself first, why don't I embrace the word more? Why don't I read more? Why don't I pray more? Um, why do I, at times, I'm not spiritually minded on things that I should be? And... That's the goal. That's, that's, the, that's the choice that we make saying, you know what, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I want to walk closer to my God. All we, have to be, all, all we have to think about is who died on a cross for us. That's it. Real simple. Christ died on a cross for us. Um, get in the habit, and we talk about this on Friday nights as well with the guys. Um, get in the habit of meditating. Right? Go to, let's take a look at this. Go to uh, Psalm 11997. These are important verses. Uh, 119.97. See, and, and this, is, this, is the, this is where we have to get to. This is what we need to move forward on. It says here, in Scripture, oh, how I love the law. Can we say that tonight? Oh, how I love the law. Do I love this book? Do I love this book? Or does the book sit from Sunday to Sunday and only take it out on a Sunday? You know, what happens to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? If you're just reading on Sunday when, when preachers up there preaching, then we've got a problem. Look what it says. Continued on, it says, um, how, how I love the law. Thy law. Thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Is it? Again, these are things that I, point, I ask myself these questions. Am I really meditating on the Word enough? To be frank and honest, no, not, not all the time. Not as much as I should be. Um, go with me, if you will, to uh, go back to the New Testament in 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy 4.15. I want to be able to say, oh, how I love thy law, Lord. It is my meditation. But in Timothy 4.15, look what it says. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear unto all. See, there's when when we do something like that, I will I will tell you, God takes notice of that. Takes notice of that. Meditation is not difficult if our mind is filled with the Word of God. It's easy, becomes easy. And I don't know how much time we're given to reading. In the study and meditation, I don't know that. I don't know your hearts. I don't know that. I know that as a man, I, if I struggle at days, on certain days, I'm sure I'm certain we all struggle the same somehow. 
Um, Philippians, go if, go back to. Uh, I need. To, we'll finish up in Philippians chapter two. Philippians two five. Verse 5, it says this, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, I, I, I know this. Christ was total, totally humble, filled with humility. We cannot have the mind of Christ without having our mind filled with the Word of God. The mind of Christ and the Word of God are inseparable. They're together. They are together. God's mind, ways, will, purpose, what He thinks and what He says are all in His Word. This is how we know God. This is how we become or are spiritually minded or having the mind of Christ. It's because when we read this book, it can't help. We just can't help it to, to become more and more like Him. But if you're not in this book, how is that going to happen? It just doesn't come upon you, trust me. It just doesn't. Um... And, and I'm afraid that, though our church is not like that, but there are churches that really do not know the God of the Bible. I don't know what kind of services they're having. I really don't. We don't do that. You know, the Christ of redemption, uh, the Holy Spirit, how it quickens us, how it illuminates the Word. Have you ever read the Bible and you're reading it, and all of a sudden something jumps off the page, literally jumps off the page and says, hey, I want you to look at this. Has that ever happened to you? Man, hold on to those. Those days when that happens, man. That's good stuff right there when that happens. That's good stuff right there. Um, when we have the mind of Christ and we see a biblical truth, we don't have to carry on a debate about it. It's already decided. It's in a book. It's in the book. That's it. These things that, uh, if you think about the sin of abortion, of murder, uh, other things that are going on right now, um, they're already, they've already been decided in God's Word. Sin is sin. I don't care what, what the media says, what the TV says, what this book says, if something's sin, then something is sin. Amen. It's real simple. I, this, this book can't be any more simpler than that when it comes to that stuff. All the moral decisions are made by the Word of God. All and every decision is made by, like I said, the Word of God. If we know what the Scriptures teach, then we will know the mind of Christ for every given situation. We can't help but not to. If, you're in, if, you're, if we are in the Bibles as much as we should be, 
There's, there's no problem that we cannot solve. None. With His help, of course. With this book. If we know what the Scriptures teach, how do we know that? How do we know what the Scriptures teach? We need to read. We read everything else under the sun, don't we? We just need to read the Bible more. I think it's pretty easy. Just read the Bible more. Um, we will know then the mind of Christ for every given situation. Um, turn with me, if you will. We're going to close this. But go to, I want you to look at 1 Thessalonians 5.22. <clears throat> I believe this as well. The will of God is found in His Word. You know, faith, our faith should be one step at a time. We, we gotta, we gotta be, be, be mindful that, um, whenever we put ourselves in situations which may cause us to sin, we need to be reminded to stay away from the fire. I, I can't tell you how many times I told the kids, don't touch the stove. You know, simple, simple illustration, right? And, until they get burned, and then all of a sudden, okay, I'm not gonna touch the stove anymore. See, so that's the same with us. We don't want to, we shouldn't be, if you're in a place, a place where you ought not to be, we need to stay away. Look at what it says here, 1 Thessalonians 5.22. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain from all appearance of evil. We, we need to be careful about, uh, I, I remember a while ago, um, and it really made sense. Really made sense about uh, we had been working with the teens for a while, and uh, this was this was a few years ago. And those things were drilled home that you know the the kids are always looking at us. They're always looking at what you're doing, what you're saying. You don't ever want to be somewhere where someone sees you and says, "What are you doing over there? Why are you over there? Why are you come? I saw you come out of the movie theater." That would be a bad thing. That would be a bad thing. Um, uh, I think I got one last verse. First Peter. First Peter. I want us to look at First Peter, chapter two. First Peter, chapter two. Verse twelve. Let me just get there. First Peter. Again, guys, this, these are verses you guys know. You guys read your Bibles. You, you, you probably this is just reminders, and this is exactly what I was looking for, just as reminders. Um, chapter two, verse twelve. Let me see. Do I have the right verse? First uh, Peter. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Think about this. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm verse 11. That's my, I, knew, I knew it looked wrong to me. But it says in verse 11, Dearly beloved, I beseech you. That means he's begging. I'm exhorting you. As strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. Which war against the soul. When our mind is not on Christ, we can often be led into a mess. The struggle in our lives are due to
to the failure to have the Word live in us. There, we, should, we should always be in the Word of God somehow. And I wrote this down. The Bible is just, is just another book until it lives in us. This has to live in us. Has to live in us. Study and meditation are to get the truth off the printed page into a living principle in our life. We must, must fill our mind with Christ and the Word. Um, how about this? Lastly, we can destroy ourselves, our lives, our marriages, our relationships in the body of Christ, etc., because we are not thinking of Christ. We ought to be thinking about Him nonstop, day in and day out. Day in and day out. Um, so, in summary, guys, real quick. There's no easy way to have this mind of Christ because it's work. You have to do some work. We've got to do some work. Even though we're born again, we're on our way to heaven, we're baptized, all those things, we still have to, we still have to work. We still have to be in the book. We have to be in the book. Um, if our mind is filled with Christ and the Word of God, it has no room for anything else. That means, that, trust me, it means no TV. It means no Internet. I, I don't know if we're ready for that. I don't know that. I don't know that. Well, I mean, what's, what's the magnet? What's the thing that's drawn us to those things? Sometimes I feel like we're... We're a moth going into the flame, you know what I mean? Getting, getting attracted to the flames. That's what it reminds me of. Um, if our mind is filled with Christ and the Word of God, it has no room for anything else. We must stay in the Word. We must meditate. We must pray. A spiritual being is to have a spiritual mind. Um, and truly, folks, Lastly, and I know I said one last verse, but I want, I want us to go back, and I'll, and I'll end it here on Psalm, Psalm 119. Again, back to, that, back to the Psalm. Psalm 119, verses 15 and 16. This is, remember, this is a living book to control our thinking and our living. We cannot understand it, or know Christ if we do not read and study the Word. Determine to do so. Determine in the, in the, in the year coming up to change how your, your relationship is with, with this book. And you might say, oh, Mark, I read this. I, I read a couple chapters. Well, I don't know, guys. Reading and studying are two different things for me. You know, I, I hope we're not just reading, just, just checking off a list. That's, that, that would be bad. That would be bad. Um, look, look what it says with me. 119, and I want us to look at verses 15 and 16. Look what it says. And, and, and this is something that we really need to think about. No one can make you do this. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. We will forget his word if we're not in the book. We will. We will.
So, so our hearts need to be fixed. Our hearts need to get fixed. Stay on Him. Our mind should stay on Him. Um, and that was, that's Psalm 57, 7 says, My heart is fixed, O God, my heart is fixed. I want to leave you with that thought. Is your heart fixed on God? Is your heart fixed on God? Let's pray. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's pray. My Father, I do thank You for tonight and for Your Word. And Father, may we really, truly look inward and, and figure this thing out. Are we, do we want to be spiritually minded? Do we want to be controlled by the Word of God, by Your Word of God? If there be things that are in our lives, Father, uh, and may, may we take stock, may we take an inventory of those things that um, are hindering us, that are, that are obstacles to reading and studying and meditating and, and truly have a, uh, a spiritual-filled mind. That should be the goal. Father, may, may those things get pointed out to us. May we uh, maybe get alone in, 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 in a minute or so we'll have a, uh, an altar call. And Father, I, I don't know the hearts of your people, but you do. So Father, may we not leave here this evening um, without being convicted about some of those things that may weigh heavy on us tonight. Now, Father, I do, I do ask that uh, just for a small amount of time, um, the, the altar is open. Um, if, if folks want to come and, and, and pray, they certainly may do so. Uh, but, Father, the folks, we love you tonight, Father. And, Father, we just want to get closer to you. We thank you, Father, for your word and for your book. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.